The Compliance Life details the journey to and in the role of a Chief Compliance Officer. How does one come to sit in the CCO chair? What are some of the skills a CCO needs to successfully navigate the compliance waters in any company? What are some of the top challenges CCOs have faced and how did they meet them? These questions and many others will be explored in this new podcast series. The Compliance Life is hosted by Tom Fox, and each month he'll present the story of one CCO through four episodes. The Compliance Life is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. In this four-part podcast series of The Compliance Life, I visit with Ellen Hunt, the Senior Vice President, Audit, Ethics, and Compliance at AARP. Ellen is a lawyer, ethics compliance professional, and chief audit executive. She has extensive management experience in designing, implementing, and operating ethics and compliance programs, including board governance, reporting, designing ethics education, creating policy management frameworks, managing enterprise and compliance risks, as well as handling investigations and regulatory inquiries. Using AARP's Enterprise Risk Management Profile, she redesigned how AARP conducts its annual audit planning to process to identify audits that relate to the organization's most significant risks and incorporated the use of data analytics into audit execution. Over these four podcasts, we visit about, in episode one, her professional background and how your career can lead you to compliance In episode two, we look at what do you need to do to get to the role of the Chief Compliance Officer. In episode three, we consider what do you do after you get to the CCO chair. And in episode four, we would conclude with thoughts about moving up from the CCO chair to other corporate positions. It's a fascinating exploration of Ellen's experience in the compliance life. Hello, everyone. Tom Fox back for another episode of the Compliance Life. Today, I'm extraordinarily thrilled to have with me Ellen Hunt. Ellen, first of all, welcome, and thank you for taking the time to visit with me today. Oh, it's my pleasure, Tom. Thanks for having me. Ellen, over the next uh, four podcasts, we're going to talk about the journey to the CCO role and your journey to the CCO role and how it's not... um, a destination, it's a journey, and it doesn't stop with the CCO role. So uh, with that introduction, perhaps in this uh, first episode, you could tell us about um, how do you prepare or how do you even start? Yeah, so I think my journey is not um, unique from a lot of people who started when the profession really kind of got started, which was now 20 plus years ago. I got drafted, uh, a a lawyer by trade and was involved in negotiating an exit of a number of government contracts for one of my employers. And so was very compliance orientated. I think certainly in the beginning, we were very rules based uh, as ethics and compliance began to develop itself and mature. It went from rules based to values based Um, But certainly at the beginning, folks who are lawyers, auditors, people who uh, really had um, some real um, interest and talent in in thinking about the specifics uh, and the nitty gritty details. And so I I really got tapped on the shoulder to become a compliance officer because my organization didn't have one. And we started from the very beginning. 
drafting a code of conduct, getting a hotline, developing an investigative team, figuring out what communications and awareness are. Uh, and it was great. And, and it's one of the things that I, I, I really enjoyed. It was a wonderful learning experience. And it really helped me develop some of the other skills that I think people in this role have to have. You have to be a great communicator. You have to be a marketer. You have to understand um, your, the business and the relationships um, that are necessary for you, to, for you to be effective and for the program to be effective. Uh, and I would just suggest that um, as the ethics and compliance profession has really matured, um, so do people who are looking to get into or looking to enhance their careers in this. And I would just um, offer this advice that you need to think beyond just ethics and compliance. It really is what are the values of your organization add to its bottom line and its ability to enhance and enable business and get that execute on the strategy? And what is it that you can bring to that process while also being an expert in ethics and compliance? So you gotta think with a little bit more breath. Ellen, when you began this journey and indeed when you got drafted, as you said, um, how was the position of a chief compliance officer or even a compliance professional viewed uh, in not only your organization, but more corp more broadly as well? So I think in the very beginning, it was um, really very much seen almost like an insurance policy or a police function, uh, which goes back to kind of that comment of being very rules-based, right? You needed to have a compliance officer to make sure that the organization was following the rules and the regs. We have fortunately really matured and evolved to think, getting people to think about what doing the right thing means and how that adds to uh, the bottom line of the organization in building its reputation and its relationship with its stakeholders. So I think it has been an extremely positive shift uh, from simply just being perhaps somebody who is seen in the organization as the person who reads the regs and tells everybody what the rules are, to somebody who's a strategic business uh, advisor and partner who helps people think through what's the right thing to do in, in, in context of our values, what, we, what our stakeholders care about, what we care about. And in our current time, we're seeing a lot of and operations really acting on their values, helping and reaching out to their stakeholders as we go through this COVID-19 crisis. It's really remarkable. Ellen, did uh, when you began uh, and early on in your career, did you find that you had support from senior management on uh, really the creation of this new role and the initiatives you were trying to put in place? I did because we had really kind of a legal and regulatory imperative to do it. Um, and it could be different for different organizations. But I, I think that no matter where you are in your career or what organization you work for, you're going to encounter 
people who are at different, different places in the journey. There are some people, and I've been fortunate enough to have board members and executives who are at this spot. They just really believe that doing the right thing and living by your values has to be core to business operations and strategy. So they're, they're at the they're much longer along on the journey. And then you're going to have people who see you as that police person and the enforcer of the rules, and you're just there to read the regs. And part of your skills as a marketer and a communicator is, is to get those people to come along on the journey with you and mature their thoughts and their, their opinions. And I, I, I think when we got started back in the day, it was kind of, ethics and compliance. First of all, it was just compliance, not ethics and compliance. It was kind of seen as an adjunct of legal. And now I really think when you look at organizations that have more mature programs, it's become much broader and much more strategic than that. In terms of the actual work product that you had to generate, you mentioned a code of conduct. Uh, you mentioned policies and procedures. Were those things that you physically sat at a desk and drafted or worked with a team to draft or how did that process work for you? Yeah, so, um, you know, you can't create a code of conduct just sitting at your desk. That's maybe where you'll start. And one of the things that you bring as the ethics and compliance professional is you're looking at all of the policies and you're looking at an enterprise point of view. So you can really pr provide a perspective on it that others might not think about. People really only care about their own policies and not too much about everybody else's. But in your role as the ethics and compliance professional, you care about it as a whole. And you're really looking at it as if I'm an employee or a consultant or a vendor for this organization, I need to know what's expected of me. And you bring that lens. And so you might start sitting at your desk and doing quite a bit of drafting. But then you have to go out to the stakeholders and you've got to get buy-in. Because otherwise, then it's simply just a, a, a bunch of pieces of paper. Um, and you've got to talk to folks about, well, what's behind their policies and what do they really care about? And where are the risks? That's the other thing that I think has really evolved in the asking compliance space is we are really seen as a uh, enhancer to identifying emerging risks and mitigating those risks where in the past it was just, oh, well, you know, just make sure we don't break the law. Now it's much more than that. Let's make sure that we don't do something that our stakeholders would perceive are against our values. And that may or may not include um, something that could be potentially a violation of the law, but it's really much, much broader and much bigger than, than it was. But you absolutely have to get other people involved in your code of conduct and your policies. Uh, because if they're if they don't support what you're doing and don't agree with what you're doing, you won't get compliance. Helen, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time, but I hope uh, that our listeners will join us again where we continue the exploration of the compliance life with you on our next episode. I look forward to continuing the conversation. Me too. Thanks, Tom. This is Tom Fox. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Compliance Life. I hope you'll join me again for another episode where I visit with Ellen Hunt about her journey to the CCO chair. 
The Compliance Life is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. I hope you will listen in again next week, and thank you so much for joining me this week. There is one thing I could ask you to do if you could rate our podcast on iTunes. It would help get the word out about this most unique podcast and the newest on the Compliance Podcast Network. Thanks again. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.